Day 31, posted September 11, 2002, 3.22 a.m. The Inevitable Meltdown When I woke up this morning, I was in great spirits. And why wouldn't I be? We were recording with an excellent drummer, the band played well with him, and Dumbass wasn't there. The absence of Dumbass alone was enough to give me renewal of spirit. It's not so much that Dumbass is evil or mean— Quite the contrary, he's harmless. Other than perhaps his offensive and constant feigning of an intellectual disability. But as harmless as dumbass is, he has no understanding or feel for silent cues. Ignoring dumbass is useless, because he never gets the hint. So you have to spell it out for him. Please, I have to complete this task right now and it requires concentration. I would say to him regularly, but he still wouldn't get it. Regardless, I'm always extremely nice to the guy face-to-face. It'd be a lot easier if I could just act like the band and tell him to shut the fuck up. But that doesn't really help matters, and technically, he is the client. In general, I've found it to be a good policy to avoid telling the client to shut the fuck up. Seeing as this was a bitch-slap session, there was no way in hell I could expect to have two good days in a row, and I certainly wasn't going to get my hopes up. So rather than allowing the usual tack of thinking positively at the beginning of the day, only to have my pleasant thoughts shattered to pieces, I prepared myself for the worst. I tried convincing myself that dumbass would be at the session, and I mentally prepared myself for such an event by repeating over and over that dumbass was definitely going to be there today. Dumbass is definitely going to be there today. Dumbass is definitely going to be there today. The way I figured it, there's no avoiding it. Dumbass is going to be there today. I would have a positive, uplifting experience if I were somehow wrong. Dumbass is going to be there today. But I would be unfazed if I were right. Dumbass of course, is going to be there today. My plan failed miserably. For when I arrived today and saw Dumbass on the patio, oh, fuck. I was devastated. Dumbass is here. Zimbabwe. Tim. Timbale. Shake. Zither. Good. Hand drum. Double speed zither. Humpback frog. Tambourine. Tubular bells. Tubular bells. I swear to you, had someone at that particular moment told me my cat died, the news would have likely cheered me up. No sooner did I get out of the car than I was flooded with an endless barrage of questions. He was like a one-man mob of reporters that I couldn't get past. He wanted to know all about yesterday's session and what I thought of the replacement drummer and yada, yada, yada. So I told him he should listen to the take for himself. When I finally got into the womb, which was anything but that with the presence of dumbass, I had Lance cue up the blister tape. Dumbass remained motionless as I played the recording. Well, I think it sucks. Dumbass announced dramatically after the take was finished. Really? What don't you like about it? The feel's all wrong. That's not how I play. I couldn't help but think to myself, that's the point.
Of course, Dumbass was oblivious to the fact that he was being replaced for his substandard drumming. As far as he was concerned, he would be playing drums on this album had he not broken his wrist. It didn't help that Fingers was adding fuel to the fire. The fuck is that guy think he's anyway, puppy? Fucking puppy? Give me a break. That shit sucks, yo! He said as he entered the room, being savvy enough to know what was going on. See? Even he thinks so. He didn't even hear it. Oh, I heard that shit stinking up the place from down the hall, yo. Responded Fingers as he pinched his nose and nodded his head up and down in an exaggerated fashion. Stinking up the place. It was quite obvious to me what was going on here. Fingers didn't want to be out of a job, so he's pulling a sabotage ploy. Even though I had to agree that Blister was not necessarily the perfect drummer for the project, he certainly wasn't thinking up the place. What did Fingers think he was going to accomplish by trading one great drummer for another? He'd still be out of a job by the time he finally finished editing the last of the camera takes. Of course, Fingers was working at such a leisurely pace by now, I wasn't sure he'd ever be finished. In short order, the rest of the band, including Blister and Willie, had arrived. The blisters on Blister's ears were looking much improved, but you could still see the imprint of the speaker element on his ears. I couldn't help but laugh aloud as I wondered if the imprint would be permanent. Blister didn't take kindly to my finding humor in his plate, so I got another dirty look, which only made the situation funnier to me. Willie wanted to immediately move on to the next song, so we repeated yesterday's process of listening to the demo a couple of times, allowing Blister to chart out the song, discuss arrangements, and adjust sounds. The band played down its first take of the song, which, from my experience, was a decent take and worth saving. From Dumbass's experience, which is somewhere between zilch and none, it was the worst take in the history of takes. He would have interrupted the band in the middle had I not physically stopped him. As the band was playing the last chord of the take, Dumbass was already on his way to the tracking room, where he could be heard discussing the idea that a drummer should somehow never strive to play in perfect time. Willie sat at the console with his face in his hands, as if he just couldn't watch. Blister was looking up at Dumbass with absolute amazement. Johnny just lay down on the couch in his living room, and Eeyore decided it was time to have a drink. I was listening intently as Dumbass proceeded to show Blister a better beat for the song. He even went so far as to ask me to roll tape for him. Should you really be playing a hi-hat beat with a broken wrist? Just roll it! He yelled in a most hostile manner. So I obliged. Blister was taking it all in stride, and when Dumbass finished his most god-awful presentation of how to play drums, which in reality should have been a seminar on how not to play drums, Blister took his position on the drum throne again. Yeah, I'll try to incorporate that into my performance somehow. That was good enough for Dumbass, who appeared somewhat pleased with himself as he re-entered the womb. So the band made another take, and when they finished, Dumbass grabbed the talkback remote from my hand. I had considered holding tightly and not releasing it, but then I couldn't think of anything I'd regret more than getting into some sort of juvenile tug-of-war contest over a talkback remote. As far as I was concerned, if he wanted to make an ass of himself, that was his prerogative. That's getting closer! Yelled dumbass right into the button that he was pushing, which is not a microphone. And if it were, he'd have been covering it with his thumb. You're still playing too good! 
Polly Yor. Fresh from polishing off a tall glass of Maker's Mark, had reached the end of his rope. What the fuck are you talking about? We're not going to play some shitty song just so it matches your bullshit drum takes. Eeyore exclaimed, his voice coming through the speakers. Thus began a fight of epic proportions, with the meanness of this session reaching new heights. Even Willie's fatties were no match for this particular exchange of blows. The atmosphere was so heavy, so disconcerting, and so vile, I could hardly stand to be in the room. Unfortunately, I needed to prepare for the worst, as I thought for sure the shouting match was going to escalate to a physical confrontation. Physical confrontations are not good under normal circumstances. They're even worse when surrounded by hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of microphones and guitars. Both Willie and I were trying desperately to separate the group before such an event occurred. Blister obviously wanted no part of this particular vibe, so he exited stage left without a word to anybody. In most cases, some of the abuse being dished out could cause a person involved to ultimately have regrets. In this case, I don't think any of them would have regrets later. The room was thick with disdain, the likes of which I've rarely seen before. This was two years of battle scars and pent-up frustrations coming to a head. Nothing was held back or left to the imagination. This was the mother of all fights and was meant to be so. The insults and the criticisms were designed to wound swiftly and deeply and with no regard for one's fellow man. Going into specifics of what was said would be of little use for the purposes of this diary, and expressing that kind of detail would likely make the argument seem silly. But I assure you, they were far from silly and nothing short of distressing and draining. Dumbass had finally had enough and went into the control room. Eeyore split and Johnny wasn't far behind, although I doubt they went anywhere together. The battle was not a pile-on, but rather a free-for-all, and Eeyore and Johnny certainly didn't have a shortage of disdain in regard to each other. Harmon generally didn't enter the fray, although when he did, he acted as an accelerant to the flames, as that was his role in this band. They all had their roles. Dumbass as the scapegoat, Polior the victim, Johnny the instigator, and Harmon Nino, the accelerant. It's no wonder they can't take each other anymore. They are a truly volatile and explosive combination of personalities. Dumbass was the last to leave. He had given notice to Willie that he wouldn't be coming back. Willie didn't seem to be in the mood to convince him otherwise, which I'm grateful for. Besides, there was no point in that. At the very least, E or Johnny and Harmon can coexist with each other. It was Dumbass who was as inept in his role as scapegoat as he was as drummer for a great scapegoat is held in high regard for preventing such disintegrations, not causing them. And so Dumbass has quit the band, which may or may not be a bad thing. It depends on what the record company wants to do about it. Willie told me that he'd call me tomorrow after the dust settled. I suppose there's always the possibility this whole argument will blow over and Dumbass will be back again tomorrow. It's hard to guess. I have to say... Today's meltdown was never a matter of if, but purely a matter of when. It was the inevitable meltdown of a band that got into this for all the wrong reasons and was signed by a label for all the wrong reasons. Nothing is immune from being wrong on this session, including me. Even this journal is wrong. But you know how the saying goes. 
<clears throat> when in Rome, Mixer Man. <laughs>